0: boys to Cinemen, episode 30. 30. 30. Yeah. The big three 0 3 I hope you're well, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Uh, this week, anime. Anime. Anime, yes. anime mm. in general.
1: Yep, just a broad discussion. A broad discussion about yeah. anime, particularly <laughs> films. Yes. Anime
0: yeah. films. Mm. Joining us this week is a dear friend of mine who we met in a cinema. Imagine. Yeah, yeah.
2: Film people made in. (laughs) Exactly, it couldn't be any more perfect, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: The lovely Jordana is here, as promised, to help us wade through the uh, sort of exhaustive amount of anime films on offer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, particularly for me, I'm not... I don't know a tremendous amount about it I haven't seen an awful lot of it so to have a sort of expert on oh, is, uh, is like a <laughs> no, no pressure yeah. I'm an expert yeah i yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try, um, try my best yeah no it's just nice to you know obviously have someone on who has a bit more of a reverence for it um, to you know maybe help me understand it a little bit better so
0: yeah sure. yeah sure. likewise yeah. Mm. I feel like my knowledge of it is pretty good in certain areas like I think a lot of the sort of when you talk about anime movies, it would be, you know, your Studio Ghibli's, yeah. your Satoshi Kon films, uh, or like Akira, Ghost in the Shell. Mm. So, yeah, like, obviously that, that would be, I think, where a lot of our discussion would be today. Um, but obviously I'm sure you'll have plenty of other oh, yeah. things you'd like to recommend, which I'm really excited for. Oh,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Nice. Let's do it. Let's go.
2: Nice. Questing the Cinematic
0: so, I guess before we sort of get into some uh, specific examples of films that we like or directors that we like, mm. um, I sort of thought it'd be interesting to try and take a stab at trying to identify why anime is as popular as it is. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, like so many things, it starts out as like a subculture. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Which is sort of fiercely guarded by a group of people that are really into it, Mm. and is typically sort of maligned or mocked by everyone else that isn't in it. Mm. I sort of feel that way, like about like video games. For a long time, video games was the same. Yeah, it was this sort of, you know, it started out being for kids, and then those kids grew up with the games, and you know, if you know, for a very long time, if you were like a guy playing games past like a certain age, you were like a weirdo. Yeah. Mm. Um, And I always think it's really fascinating to sort of see how a subculture transitions its way into the mainstream. Okay, yeah. And I'm just really interested to get your thoughts on why, with anime in particular, that is the case. Because it's so huge now, Yeah, isn't it? Like, it's so big.
1: Yes, everywhere. It's on every streaming platform. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. And uh, it inspires a lot of Western media as well. Uh, Yeah, um, yeah. Most notably, something like Scott Pilgrim, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Heavy influence there. That kind of goes back to that, yeah, the the subculture becoming more mainstream uh, and, and used by a director who is overtly very mainstream. And, you know, his influences previously were like action films and stuff. And so for him to, Edgar Wright, for him to kind of make a film that has influences that are clearly from, like, sort of, yeah, from anime. That's sort of very flattering um but it wasn't always that way that, that I remember that <laughs> vividly so mm. yeah yeah know
2: yeah it's it's actually been really nice to see how popular anime has become Because I remember when I started watching anime especially for for girls it used to be like a very boys type of thing okay and you yeah. couldn't, mm. same for same for video games I remember when like it started getting accepted obviously i'm talking about italy i'm not sure how it worked here okay but like when it started being more mainstream it started being accepted for boys but if you were a girl watching anime or playing video games yeah. you were still very much like a loser <laughs> Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. so mm-hmm. it took like it took even longer <laughs> for women to be able to say that they were into those kind of things mm, yeah so it's been really interesting to see that now I could see all kinds of people just being proud. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you I mean, I was never sort of around many sort of anime circles growing up mm. as a kid in school. Mm. Um, the people I met who were really into it, I sort of met him after, when I was at college. So I was like 17, 18. Yeah, so yeah. So until then, my interaction with it was fairly limited of course it was mm. you know mostly pokemon or mm. dragon ball z yeah. and even then i wasn't that into dragon ball z it was more pokemon right just because of the cards and all that sort of yeah, stuff. yeah yeah um and obviously the game boy games yeah. yeah yeah um but i'm interested in that point that you were saying earlier ben about how western directors that are clearly influenced by something which i'm not sure if it was like a subculture in the sort of in the in the, in the sort of 90s uh, mm-hmm. in early 2000s but you know it was obviously something that wasn't as big as it is now. Yeah, yeah. And you've got filmmakers like Edgar Wright or mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro, oh, of course, or yeah. Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. yeah. you know professing their <laughs> love for this art form, this medium. Yeah. And you know in some cases very literally taking mm-hmm. a lot of the sort of um you know, the sort f- of artistic decisions and and stylings. Yeah. And bringing it over to live action cinema. Yeah. So yeah, I've never quite considered that as like an angle that actually that the people have been influenced by it may have had a hand in bringing it to sort of like a more mainstream realm.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I mean, going back to Scott Pilgrim, and I can't think of any other examples at this point, but it did. There's like anime lines in it. They call them anime lines, which is a way of like conveying speed. Mm -hmm. So it's it's when a character's moving very quickly towards another character, usually like with a clenched fist (laughs) and behind them. It's like a way of... A really cheap way of conveying motion. I think cheap might be the wrong word, but uh, through animation, motion blur is quite difficult. So you have... In anime, I'm sure you probably know what I'm talking about, is in the background, you have these white lines that change and it kind of gives off the impression that there's motion there. And that... Translated to Scott Pilgrim even though it didn't need to like because you can do motion blur with film and 35mm yeah, but yeah. it was clearly like a really overt visual, in, visual influence that yeah after watching that you know a lot of people who previously probably weren't that bothered by it were like well, where's that from like you know I've got to seek this out like and as audiences became more active and were more interested in, in the way films were made and what films were inspired by they landed at anime like Um, I also think that there's something oddly. I think I find it a bit strange, but a a lot of Western audiences are fascinated by Japan. (laughs) Yes. Yes. There's a real, like, interesting fascination with that culture, I think, because there's a lot of differences that are quite, like, overt. Whereas, I don't know, if you think about a lot of European countries, the differences are a little bit more subtle, and there's a crossover with lifestyle that perhaps maybe isn't as present in japan as well so that could be you know another reason as people as the world gets smaller people are just fascinated by japan Mm. (laughs) and i've met a lot of people who are obsessed with the the art and and the music and 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 yeah their their culture yeah Yeah.
2: that's actually that's interesting that's an interesting point because maybe anime like the reason why so many more people are watching anime is because japan being like so expensive to get to Mm. and so far away but you can just see the same landscapes a lot of anime use the exact same like environments and landscapes and they just reproduce them yeah. in their episodes or films and maybe that's just like a way for them to kind of visit japan yeah but without like spending, actually spending three grand and...
3: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. Yeah, well, yeah yeah that's interesting i don't consider that yeah like it's basically saving you an airline ticket exactly something. yeah you yeah, can yeah, just yeah. see
2: the same yeah
0: yeah, I like that. I think that's a really great point as well, that, that it comes from a, an obsession with, or an interest, perhaps not an obsession, mm. but an interest in Japanese culture and a way of life that is quite separate to yeah, ours. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, in terms
1: of customs and, yeah. and art and things, you know, it's it's quite unique.
0: I think historically Japan has always been quite a sort of isolationist country, hasn't it? It's always sort of exhibited quite a great deal of control over its yeah you know it's re- you know it's, it's, it's customs and it's yeah. beliefs mm-hmm. and there have been many attempts by western powers for the hundreds of years mm-hmm. to try and influence J- japan and it was always sort of rebuffed yeah and anything that was accepted was on their terms yeah and obviously that changed after the second world war and the american occupation but i feel like there is still like a deep connection to that sort of history and, and culture and and yeah. the attitudes that come with that that Westerners find appealing
3: yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah and it's like the contrast between those traditions but they're also really technologically advanced Mm. sometimes even more Mm. than us they're like they're really efficient on the way they do things and that that contrast I find really fascinating yeah yeah like why yeah how does that work and how do they manage to co-live in the same society, yeah, 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 that's yeah. really, yeah,
0: I like that. That's an interesting point.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, the all, a lot of nanotechnology comes mm-hmm. from Japan, and they're sort of famous for that as an export. Um, I, I'm not quite sure how they they managed that, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just I, I think it's a bit. It must be really insulting, in a way, because what happened was is they had all these like very traditional, very unique, and interesting. Uh, customs, a, a really unique culture that then got partially destroyed by uh, a kind of superpower that is now fascinated by those <laughs> cultures <laughs> yeah. that are largely yeah. gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's interesting how
0: it leaps round, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's like all
2: those films where there's the like white man yeah m- ca- character just using katanas and a bunch of javanese. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's like oh, i don't know i'm not sure why are you doing that yeah,
0: yeah it's, it's, it's like last yeah. samurai i was thinking <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, top yeah, cruise. yeah 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 I think, is he loosely based on some a real sort of one of the few sort of non-japanese people to become a samurai but I think it's definitely overrated for Western audiences, yeah. isn't it? Like all
2: yeah. stories, of course, they'd pick that one. No, yeah. That oh yeah, one yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that one's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Tom Cruise is like, yeah, this this looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can play him. I could play that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah interesting. Um, um I sort of it's quite interesting because I was doing some digging on trying to find like how anime you know managed to sort of just come away from Japan and into into the Western into Western audiences. And the earliest example I could find was Astro Boy.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah. So, 1963. Really? Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, old,
2: um, yeah old so, manga.
0: And that was a lot older than I thought mm.
2: it would
3: be.
0: I thought it would be a lot more recent than that. And that mm. just shows my sort of complete sort of, you know, <laughs> yeah. lack of knowledge <laughs> on the subject. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I was quite surprised by that.
1: What do you think about that? Nineteen sixty-three. That is a lot earlier than I was expecting. Mm. Um, it was it like an isolated incident that didn't appear again until like I was thinking like the, the late nineties. I was thinking. I
0: think it lasted for about three or four years. And right when yeah. I think basically what happened was colour TV arrived. Right. Yeah. And Astro Boy was black and white, mm. and obviously, as you know, it happens when a new technology comes along. Anything that. That you know came before it is immediately seen as mm. you know archaic yeah. and not worth the time your time. So that sort of killed it for a little bit. But um, I think creators were pretty hot on the heels of bringing sort of obviously you know animation mm. or anime you know into into the world of color, and then it sort of carried on a steady trajectory from there. Mm. Yeah. But it really exploded, I think. On a Western, from a Western perspective, in the sort of eighties with Studio Ghibli,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: So, like eighties work, like um, Kiki's Delivery Service, all okay. that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, like family-friendly films mm. um, that you know, obviously ha- that has a huge appeal in itself. Yeah, I think they were still being cut to buggery by Western distributors. Were they basically. being dubbed as well? Yeah, so oh, dubbed yeah. really badly. Yeah, yeah. Cut to, to ribbons simplified um, i imagine yeah 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 i guess to make them as palatable as possible for western audiences
1: yeah this that's in that that in itself is kind of interesting i'm assuming they don't do it as much anymore no and there's the reason why talk. i'll tell you in a moment oh, yeah. oh really okay yeah. i've got something on that as well yeah be interested to hear that yeah. yes. <laughs> tantalizing <laughs> <laughs> um but
0: I do. I think it, you're right. It sort of goes back to what you were saying earlier about this idea about the sort of pervasiveness of Japanese culture, in the sense that it's obviously a real interest for lots of people. Mm, yeah, it's partially down to the the, the Western occupation of Japan. Yeah, mm. but it's that same power that obviously changed a lot of the the Japanese way of doing things. Yeah, that sort of has put Japan where it is, but mm. is also. Quite oppressive, yeah, yeah. Towards yeah, yeah. a lot of the sort of old ways, and and yet it's those old ways that are a source of fascination to us. It's str- it is such a it strange is loop. Such a weird, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. strange loop. But the the reason why, um, well, I mean, I don't think this is probably the only reason, but. Um, Miyazaki, Obviously the, the, the grand idea of anime, you know. Yeah. In, in the oh, eyes yeah. of Western audiences anyway. <laughs> um, Studio Ghibli's head honcho, the big man, the right. boss. Hmm. Um, he was sending films over in the sort of late 80s, early 90s. And I can't remember the name of the distribution company, but they were cutting them. right. And then uh, Disney and a subsidiary company of Disney, Miramax, Ooh. land the rights to these films. Ah. And he was in charge of Miramax at the time. Harvey Weinstein, right. Okay. Oh, yeah, infamous for yeah. lots of reasons. <laughs> yeah. but in yeah. this, in the context of this discussion, um, infamous for sl- cutting films mm. to the absolute bare bones. So he would recut movies. Yeah, and he sent studio notes over to Miyazaki saying, "We're going to cut your film. Mm. What do you think?" And Miyazaki sends him a samurai sword yeah. and a note that says, "No cuts," and that's it. Oh, and since then, oh. he's never had any cuts.
2: Ooh. yeah I remember I remember reading about that yeah, actually yeah. it's yeah. cool isn't it me and Psyche as you know as inventive as he is in his films he's quite like a square guy yeah, when it comes yeah. to action. like <laughs> he, he wouldn't he's like really really into 2D animation and wouldn't try anything else and yeah, stuff like yeah. that yeah oh really That's so silly. he's a bit
0: he sticks quite rigidly to
2: yeah yeah he likes he likes doing his things his oh, way
0: okay.
1: cell cell animation is it that, that yeah. style yeah so um that's no, doesn't no. use any computers still to this no, day. No, or- well, there's
2: this like infamous video of like a class of students that are studying CG anim- animation and they show him what they've done which to be fair it looks like just like a bit of a mess uh, but it's like an in, in not a innovative program that they're trying mm. to show him and like Mia just looks completely unimpressed oh. <laughs> and tells them that that's the ugliest thing he has ever seen oh wow, oh,
0: wow. Oh, okay. he's a bit of a purist yeah, yeah. he's a bit of
2: a purist yeah. so kind of right. like a,
1: a, a, the Nolan equivalent for animation I suppose yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Nolan like film's Lisa. the best yeah like <laughs> cell animation's the best mate <laughs> I, I do think that's interesting though yeah kind of holding hold gone to to tradition and I'm assuming he kind of is basically just in love with that with those images yeah and he he's probably got a really keen eye for knowing when something's been done in a computer so yeah course, there you yeah, go yeah, yeah.
0: I think there's something to be said for that I think you know we, we've spoken before about having admiration for for almost romanticizing filmmakers or people within the filmmaking process who rely on sort of tried and tested classic techniques as mm. opposed to just defaulting to CGI. Yeah. It's almost been seen as like a um you know like a middle finger to sort of the more modern sort of blockbuster studio approach which mm. is just fucking CGI it, CGI everything. Yeah, yeah. And there's almost more artistry to it even though CGI is a lot of fucking hard work. Mm, oh god, yeah. Um it's almost you know become so ubiquitous that you know people just expect it and thus the attitude towards it from a creative perspective is just feels the same yeah yeah, yeah. whereas i think with things like that and i quite admire him for that even if it might make him a bit sort of uh, prickly yeah. in yeah. certain situations, like those poor students, they must have had like their fucking hearts ripped <laughs> out. they a
2: sad, I'm not gonna lie. Like, if
0: you met your hit, he- like one of your heroes, and he was that critical, it would crush you, wouldn't it? Oh, but man. in the same way, I sort of admire it. Not that you crush people's sort of hearts and hopes and dreams, but um, I admire that sort of in a time where people, or certainly the industry, I mean, this is a you know, we've mentioned this a few times in this podcast, but obviously the, the, the sort of looming threat of AI yeah. being a real driving force for strikes in, in the industry yeah, you know yeah. people are so willing just to accept technology before they really understood how its place will affect people's livelihoods yeah yeah mm. completely and, and i'm not saying that that new animation style the anime is going to affect livelihoods but maybe from his perspective it feels sort of closer to what he's trying to achieve which is yeah. closer to him his mm. culture and or his view of his own culture so
1: yeah yeah and and just 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 using a tried and tested method yeah it's probably more expensive yeah it probably takes longer but in his eyes and I'm sure in a lot of other people's eyes as well there's a there's a kind of earthy quality to it that, yeah. that, that is irreplaceable um you know i'm thinking like have you watched any corridor crew videos no. um they they did like a you, there's there's a technique basically I won't go on about this for too long but there's a technique where you can film yourself and then change it into like an anime style, okay. Uh, like a filter, almost. It, okay. it, it takes. It's a lot of work still. And there's a lot of fine tuning you have to do, but they do that, and they like made an entire little mini series, like an anime mini series. Um, and it's, but it's weird though. You can still tell. Yeah. You can tell. Like I remember, I watched that video right. I right after I watched. Uh, I think it was Ghost in the Shell. I'm like, oh mate, yeah. There, there's something computery about this. It's yeah. too three dimensional, and those sort of little micro movements you have with your hands, and th- that makes it appear 3D, like it's it's there. So yeah, it is know.
2: odd. Yeah, and I mm. think him being so hell bent on using traditional animation, kinda it you al- know, it, al- it almost keeps his films fresh among yeah. the CGI. Because even in the anime world, the CGI is slowly taking over with a bunch of anime series just being made. Okay. CGI with this like 3D look that a lot of fans are not really happy with. Oh, okay. But it's like a faster and less, I guess maybe it is expensive, but not as expensive as 2D. Yeah, It's s- just a faster because like anime, they just have to make them faster. Mm. I guess with the demand so high exactly yeah. so it is a faster way of doing them so there is you know every year there is more and more anime that are making a cgi anime yeah mm-hmm. more, more and more studios so, yeah
0: yeah 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 it's a, they're in a bit of a bind aren't they? I think because I think obviously like you say the demand you know there's so many have to make so many episodes yeah. and they have to sort of knock them out and the temptation to embrace those technologies must be immense yeah i mean like
1: it's just yeah here's a more efficient way of working yeah do you want it or not like and the answer is obviously going to be yes if they've got to knock out 23 episodes in a year like uh yeah it's crazy especially when you consider a lot of the studio heads are probably people that are going
0: to be more money focused people so they're not going to be thinking about like the history of the medium and and all that sort of stuff yeah they're just going to be thinking how can i maximize profit as much as possible Yeah. yeah so and you that,
2: know, And you're like, oh, I can employ less people, but make them make more episodes just by doing CGI. And yeah. you're like, yeah, well, let's yeah. Just do that then, yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. There's, there's It's generalists that make it as well. So, like, it is true that it is less people getting employed because they're all generalists. They can yeah. do everything. Yeah. Whereas before you had a, depart- a t- departmental structure that you could employ hundreds of people mm. and they can get cut in half because... All you know, it's as long as you know, as long as you know how to use a keyboard and a mouse, you, you, you're you away. It is interesting, Hello. yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. I didn't realize
0: it was quite that bleak, yeah, 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 And this is what we're going back to before about saying about you know the way in which I think as viewers, you know, we obviously you know, we will just take mostly most viewers will just take what they're given, and mm. I don't think it's necessarily fair to say that that you know that they're so passive that they just don't care about what happens to people but you know a lot of people just aren't aware of the amount of work that goes into things Mm. like this and Mm, yeah and and the sort of politics behind the scenes i mean it's only becoming that sort of discussion is only becoming more mainstream as a result of the strikes that are happening now yeah you know we all willingly accepted streaming service services because it was convenient and easy yeah but the reality is that changed the whole payment structure of how the writers for example are paid and all that sort of stuff so You know, I think this is what I mean when I think people like Miyazaki are important because they sort of remind remind us to not only be considerate of the history of the medium that we love so much, but they remind us that, you know, we have to sort of consider these things before we just readily embrace them so quickly because Mm. we don't really know what lasting impact it could have negatively, not just on the medium, but the people that make it so special.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah.
0: So one thing that always strikes me about, Anime is that there are a lot of people that love it, obviously. Yeah. But there are a lot of detractors that don't like it. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And I've had so many conversations with people, and we'll be talking about movies, and they'll be like really enthusiastic. And then I'll be like, oh, and this film. And they go, oh, what is it? Oh, it's an anime film. And the look on their face, you know, it's almost as if I've just like shat on their living room <laughs> yeah. floor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah and, it's like, yeah. and I wondered why you think it is that people have that belief that anime is for like is, is nerdy or is strange because I hear that quite a lot as well that, yeah. it's, that it's strange, and I wondered if you could sort of help me unpick why you think that is
1: okay so well yeah i I had and i'm ashamed to say I sort of semi had that opinion about yeah. anime um I think my initial impression of it was that it was a bit like there was some weird. And this isn't based on anything I'd personally watch, but through the grapevine somewhere, someone at school would talk about it in in a kind of a in its sort of almost sexual context. Mm. And uh, there's I've seen of- your hentai collection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well yeah, here we go. This is like- <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. Um and so immediately right that's that's a switch that's like a not not like a red flag for me or anything but that's an odd concept to me like the idea of animated pornography is, is an odd concept and I, I wasn't aware that that's in, that was just entirely an opinion I had that was based on like an offhanded comment or like a, that someone had said at school when I was 12 or 13 or whatever. Um, and so I got this stereotype of the of the audience who watched anime as being like sort of 35 year old sort of fedora enthusiasts <laughs> right, whose rooms smell like Tangy cheese Doritos, yeah. yeah like they're, they're they're the proud owner of a computer tower, keyboard, and mouse that light up purple and blue when you move it around. Yeah, And yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. apologies like. if either of you own a uh, k- kit of this, like, <laughs> right? Um, like an anime pillow. Yeah, 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 like yeah exactly. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I think that I used to think that the only type of that was the only type of Western audience members that were into anime. And, like, I I think in general I had some prejudices about, like, you know, Japanophiles that now, thankfully, have largely been quelled. But, yeah, the, unfortunately, the previous attitude I had meant I sort of unconsciously avoided it for, for that reason, for, for fear almost of being kind of found out that I'd watched some.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. But
1: it's terrible. And as it turns out, it was complete rubbish. Like, it was, you know, just being a schoolboy <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's such a shame because maybe I'd, I'd have a lot more to say about it um but unfortunately i, I was you know my opinion was marred by the by that and I was only re- it's only very recently that i've started to realize like based on like some of our friends sort of sort of Said like, oh, that show's actually quite good. This this show's actually quite decent. That's an anime. This is an anime. I'm like, okay. And then I realised I didn't even know Studio Ghibli was anime. I didn't yeah. know it was classified as such because mm-hmm. it felt separate to me. It felt like kind of a pe- that they look like they're like paintings. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of for some for whatever reason I lumped it into a different category. Um. Yeah. What do you think about yeah, that? I Am I a terrible person? <laughs> for- no, not <laughs> yeah. right. at
2: But I think that's a big thing. Like people. Just don't know what anime is, especially when they're kids. They're not gonna like go out and do their research. Mm. so I remember, obviously, I, you know, I would get stereotyped by being into anime. But I remember talking to people and talking about Dragon Ball, which was like a big cartoon that would be shown mm-hmm. on TV. And yeah. most people didn't even know that was an anime. And then when I to- when I would tell them. They would be like, oh, there is no way, it's like anime or that weird thing. And I'm like, no, they're like any any other cartoon. That it can be, yeah. there can be an action anime that is sick as Dragon Ball mm. and stuff like that. So I think like people just have like a really specific, you know, perception of what anime is, and they just will, will not like stray away. Mm. Mm from so, that, yeah.
1: So it's almost, a, the, the issue almost is a, a lack of understanding of the definition of it, right? Exactly, yeah. 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 And normally
2: I would say it's just like, if I say Jap- it's a Japanese cartoon, so if the word cartoon kind of eases people into it and I'd be like, it's literally like, I don't know, like Rick and Morty. Yeah. But made in another country. Mm, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting sort of picking on the sort of sexual element because I think that's something... Mm. Um, Satoshi Khan does really well with Perfect Blue sort of talk it almost feels like a yeah. bit of a comment on that in a way but no I, I think it I think as with any subculture it, they tend to it tends to be the sort of easiest but of a joke doesn't mm. it I think yeah. if you're like a part of that and the, obviously the connotations that circle around it I think it can be sort of quite a hard lab, label to shake yeah. particularly from people whose sort of interests are sort of arguably more mainstream mm. or they have a less of a vested interest in that sort of aspect of culture but I do wonder if sometimes with, you know, now it's become so mainstream, obviously there are still people that are very sort of, I, I find with things like this, there are some people that still like to try and classify it as a subculture. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think it's those people that can have a negative impact on the, on people's enthusiasm or willingness to engage with it. Um because i think i think every there are just some hobbies where it's okay to be obsessed with because it's more socially acceptable yeah, yeah. but there are some hobbies that like like that which i think still has sort of that lingering sort of yeah. att- you know negativity towards it that if yeah. there are some people that are perhaps a little bit more defensive about it mm. you know then it's gonna have a knock-on effect i think and I yeah. think yeah. i think that's still a part of the problem
2: I yeah, I agree. But I think, like, I, I know we always go back to Studio Ghibli, but I do really think that their films have massively helped mm. those prejudices, like and of, uh, you know, decreasing through time. Because like you said, you didn't know it was even anime, because it does look completely different yeah. visually from any mm. other anime. Yeah. So I think for people to show someone their films, and then reveal to them that they're anime, that kind of just changes their kind of approach to what anime is. Yeah, because of how they've been animated. Yeah,
1: I, I I literally before the you know when we decided to do this episode, I I, I was confused when you said oh you, yeah the Studio Ghibli ones. I was like oh are they animate is that what they <laughs> are. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I looked up the dead literally on Wikipedia. and I was like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Of course they are. All right. Yeah. Like, if that's the definition of it, then I've got that all wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I had this strange, like, horrible kind of preconceived notion that it was all it was was like I had like sort of pubescent girl with massive eyes. Mm. That was sort of that yeah. what it was to me, and it's a horrible thing to sort of <laughs> admit, really. Yeah. But that was what the image was in my mind that, that it was just like giant eyes and like school uniforms school uniforms yeah. and yeah. like high voices uh and yeah, yeah I think there suppose. might be Which some is, of that I mean yeah, they yeah, do yeah. exist they do yeah, exist yeah.
2: but they yeah it's not yeah. the only kind of yeah yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah 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 yeah
1: I mean that is a visual trope I'm, I'm sure it is but like it mm. based on that one image alone like I'm not sure why I <laughs> I sort of thought that that I came to that conclusion, but there you go. Yeah, I mean, correct
0: me if I'm wrong, Joanna, but I sort of feel that, like, uh, like it's like any medium, there's going to be, you know, tropes of a medium, which some aspects of it, you know, mm. are going to rely on consistently, because yeah. that's what yeah. a lot of people like. Yeah. So, there's going to be Dragon Ball Z, and there's going to be loads of, sort of, like, imitators, right? Because yeah, that's, that's how that's that culture works on a broader level. If something works, Mm-mm. people are going to remake the same thing. We I mean, think of, like... Detective shows, <laughs> you can't, yes. you know, what yes. I mean, it's yeah, be, yeah, but every once in a way, there's going to be a really fucking good detective show mm. that, that stands above all the rest, yeah. And I think it's just the same with anime, like, yeah. obviously, I and mean, this is obviously down to personal taste, of course, but there's going to be lots of stuff that's probably in terms of the rounds of anime, it's not really going to interest me too much. Mm-hmm. I'm personally not that big on the Dragon Ball Z thing, yeah, but you know, like, I know that if I sort of looked hard enough i'd find something that probably would appeal to me either through the sort of like the the, the approach to storytelling or themes or ideas or just the animation techniques yeah and i think that's what studio ghibli did for anime is that it made people stand up and realize that this is a serious art form that should be treated as such Mm -hmm. um yeah
2: yeah and i think like like everything else anime has massively transformed into different things over time and i very much think It's because of the target audience that in each era they were going for. Because like all those anime that you talk about with the big eyes and stuff. That they (laughs) did exist because (laughs) I remember just hating seen like the school of female character she's even like a badass and everything yeah but she would be like sexualized in mm. the animation yeah and it was because back then they were mostly targeted for teenage boys yeah and as yeah. more and right. more girls got into it that's how it kind of started transforming into a wider genre okay and you would yeah. start finding okay. different kinds of anime. Because even back then, there is like there is two main genres, which is called one is called shoujo, which literally means for girls, and then the other one is called seinen, is for adults, and I think okay. shonen is literally for boys, and shonen used to be the more popular. Because that was the only like genre that you could find action in but i was right. also the most sexualized one
3: okay <laughs> right yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: And that was the only one that they would show overseas <laughs> okay you know? So right, us, yeah. you know more girls got into those kind of anime <laughs> then they realized that they were like okay they do not like seeing
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> all the female characters yeah. constantly put down so maybe they will try and you know mix it a bit yeah oh okay so yeah I thought, makes sense. yeah so i thought as the target audience changed fortunately we got yeah. a bit more, more nuanced yeah
3: anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah like
0: yeah, school outfits and yeah
1: yeah big but- eyes and The prejudice lingered, I guess, which is why it still Mm. puts, put a lot of people off for for years and years afterwards. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. It could
0: be really hard to shake that image as well for some people, I think. Yeah. I I think they genuinely think there are some people I know, and I don't hold this against them necessarily, because we we can't all be into everything. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, they will never watch an anime film Mm. based Mm. on those preconceived sort of notions about. Sort yeah. of, you know, as we, yeah. one of the things we talked about.
2: Yeah, even with our colleague earlier, I was talking to him, and only recently started watching more anime. But it is like Studio Ghibli and Satoshi Kon because they do visually look a bit different. Yeah. But then yeah. I recommended your name. I don't know if you've heard of it or. You've I have, it. but yeah, yeah. no, I have, yeah. Which is a bit more. It is beautiful animation, but it's a bit more traditional. It doesn't have the. It has bigger eyes and stuff like that. Yeah. And he said, he said, I don't know why. I just find it so cringe. Which is probably the, like, subconsciously is known all the stereotypes. Mm. And even, even though it doesn't consciously agree with them, they're just still, you mm. know. Yeah. They're at the back of your mind, all right? So yeah, yeah, no,
1: I think you're right. I mean, even to the extent I was sort of 21, just moved to Bristol with mm. a chap called Gordon, um, and e- he's big, big into <laughs> his anime. He really liked it. He used to watch Bleach a lot. There was something called Is Bleach? Have you that seen Bleach? One, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. come
2: back, by the way. Yeah, oh, okay, Yeah, everyone's yeah.
1: um, watching it now. Yeah, <laughs> he used to watch it watched an awful lot of it um, and they had this you know it's a small flat and we had a massive telly so it was different but i used to switch off i used to go on my phone i used to go on my laptop i used to do something else like i refused to engage with it and it was because of that thing in yeah. the back of my mind i was like no i can't watch that you'll be ostracized <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> you know what I mean? it's such a stupid
1: i i shouldn't i should have been a bit more of an adult about it just sat down with him and watched some yeah yeah, um, yeah. but i, I couldn't <laughs> it's a yeah. shame but there you go
0: I think there's something to be said about the thing we talk, we sort of mentioned them quite a lot now, but sort of Studio Ghibli, Satoshi Khan, Akira, all that sort of stuff. It gives, it has a sense of prestige to it, doesn't it? It's yeah. like, it's like the canonical anime, yeah. you know? So I think that they have a broader appeal than like sure. the anime that, you know, that, that perhaps you, you tried to recommend to your colleague, you know, like, and I think that's really strange because on the one hand, obviously it's blown the, you know, blown open for people. To, to see anime for you know for what it is mm. as valid as any other sort of art form, yeah. but I think it, yeah it's still almost really difficult to even with the existence of those films to remove those yeah, yeah. biases completely yeah strange. Should we talk about a few of those films? Let's I'd love go. to. Yeah, yeah, I think I think cause, um, do you want to start? should we start with Studio Ghibli?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, why not?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I w- what is your favorite Studio Ghibli film actually?
2: That's a great question. I have like a top three. Oh, Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So obviously it has to be Spirited Away. Yeah. Okay. love love Spirited Away. But then I also like uh, Whisper of the Heart, which I think was a different director. But Spirited Away is a Yaomi Yazagi. Whisper of the Heart, it's someone else. Mm. And then when Marnie was there, which is one of their more recent ones. But yeah, those ones are my top three. So what about you guys?
0: I think the Wind Rises is probably my favourite, mm. okay. uh, and maybe Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind is close.
3: Yeah.
1: A lot of wind so going on. A lot of wind. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's um, a pattern, yeah. Um, <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Oh, probably, it would be either Kiki's Delivery Service or My Neighbour Totoro.
2: Okay, yeah. classic. Nice. Because yeah. My Neighbour
0: Totoro, was, I think, was the first one that bought the bought yeah. studio to the West, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, Western yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh. I love it. How about you uh my I don't have a top three um I've got one that I think stands above the rest for me, and it is down to a personal experience I had uh Princess Mononoke. yeah, I really liked yeah. that I thought yeah, yeah um I thought there was a there's a cool wolf in it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a really lovely scene that takes place in the middle of a forest which uses light really well. I remember yeah. it's yes. a strange little story like I watched it uh we had a science teacher who, um, two weeks before the end of term, she was like, All "Right, sod this." Just got the telly out, stuck loads of films on, and one of them was Princess Mononoke. Okay, um, and That's I remember, a out To be fair, it really, everyone was dead quiet throughout that whole film. And this is bearing in mind, a bunch of fifteen-year-olds who probably all had preconceived mm-hmm. <laughs> ideas about yeah, anime yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no it was great like I, I for once you know I didn't have to learn about electrons or like yeah. up and down quarks I was just yeah, watching <laughs> shit.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah stick some ghibli on. exactly yeah, yeah. so I was yeah.
1: really transfixed by all that I don't actually remember the story very well but yeah. I remember that that one being the most entertaining Mm-hmm. I've saw I watched Spirited Away at the wrong time. I think I had an expectation as to what it was going to be like, and it was mm. something very different, a lot more surreal.
2: Same. I had the same, yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: okay. um, so I wasn't like my memory of watching it. I remember being a bit baffled by the yeah. the imagery because that is the one, the only one he's won an Oscar for, isn't it?
0: Spirited oh, right, away. okay. So I think yeah, there's yeah. like a sense of expectation on the but basis that it's the best, which I would disagree. I still like it, but yeah.
2: And also he refused the Oscar, didn't he? Did he? So uh, I remember. Right. I'm pretty sure. I Remember recently reading about that, but like for some reason it doesn't like. I, I don't know the Oscar awards. I'm gonna.
0: Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, a lot of people
1: have strong opinions about the Oscars. We
2: well, wouldn't all. be surprised.
0: Yeah. If, like you know, he's trying to you know he he's trying to share his vision with. Outside of his own culture, and the only way people respond is by cutting it to ribbons. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not yeah, sur- I yeah. necessarily blaming.
2: He didn't accept it in the in 2003, and he said, "I didn't want to visit a country that was bombing Iraq." So it was like a political. Statement ah, right. Okay. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Good old, good yeah. old Miyazaki. Like, yeah, yeah. It sticks yeah, yeah. to his
0: guns. But it It does, it not does show in his
2: films. A lot of his films have like. Political undertones, so, oh, like yeah. Princess Mononoke, is kind of almost about war. Yeah, Yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm.
0: the thing I think again when we talk about this idea of like, you know, people realizing obviously this medium can convey so much more than just school uniforms, yeah, exactly. giant breasts, you know. <laughs> but like, you know, like Miyazaki clearly has, like as you say, a very you know, very strong political motivations in yes. all of his films. I feel like chiefly. His films are very environmentally focused There's a huge environmental 100%, concern, yeah. He's obviously deeply anxious about technology. Yeah. Uh, he's almost uh, But alongside that he he sort of he's fascinated by it. So many of yeah. his films are fascinated like he's got a real fascination for planes. He like he loves planes. Oh right. Yeah, right. when he was growing up his family owned a factory that made the rudders for planes. Oh, oh wow. So so, yeah, like, his so interest, Yeah, yeah. So like The Wind Rises for example, I mm. think is perfect because it's it's about the the chap that invented the or went on to invent the Zero, the Japanese fighter in the Second World War, yeah. and it's like you can tell there's this real sort of like duality to Miyazaki as he's creating this movie because obviously he fucking loves planes and loves mm-hmm. aviation and loves the sort of artistry and human endeavour and the ingenuity and understands that technology in the right hands can be used for so much better. Yeah, exactly. But, he's also sort of mortified that all of that, all of that sort of creativity and ingenuity is just being used for something that's going to hurt people.
2: Yeah. And that
0: seems to be like a real theme of his work, whether it be environmental, you know, he always seems to sort of characterize all the technology as like these big, hawking, sort of monolithic, really sort of overtly sort of industrial age machines that ch- churn smoke and smash through yeah. forests and crush deer. Yeah. And, you know, like, I think he really, as a... Sp- Big place in his heart for the admiration and fascination with technology, but he isn't convinced by the current trajectory of it, yeah, and, and the way humanity is using it, yeah, then and now, you know,
2: yeah, and I think, yeah, I think he's worried about people because a lot of his films are character-driven and like mm. in now Na- like especially, oh, is yeah. very environmental and yeah, it really yeah. basically tells people like it demonizes people yeah. for what they're doing to the planet, or even, I'm not, I'm not sure if you've seen Pompogo, which you know. I haven't, about no. these raccoons are like, yeah, <laughs> they have, like, massive testicles, <laughs> but they are trying to save the planet somehow, it's, it's a bit of a messy, messy film, but that also has, like, a really environmental undertone, and the main characters are animals, and it's, you know, people are just destroying the planet, Yeah, yeah. it's sort of, like, just, you know, it's kind of, like, you know... Having a mirror in front of people and telling them you're doing wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: like that. Yeah. Did uh, did he do House Moving Castle? He yes. did. I thought based on what you were saying about the technology and stuff and how because mm. how that worked was uh, very anti. I I was kind of thought it was yeah. It seemed like it was anti progression in terms of yeah. technology moving forward. And it's interesting the way he kind of characterizes that by this giant hulking steam like all this sort of steampunky castle moving about um i I watched that quite recently and in preparation for this actually (laughs) i I quite enjoyed it i liked how it sort of it, it seemed to and this is the case for a lot of studio ghibli films actually um is it ghibli or ghibli ghibli
2: I think it's Ghibli I remember looking Ghibli. it up and I looked up an interview of him yeah. saying the name of the studio because I was That's like Ghibli. I need I need to oh, know is it? which so it's one he Ghibli. says Ghibli. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ghibli at least in that one interview I watched so no you probably
1: on. some they fine
0: so okay there sure is an,
2: there's
1: an H in it so I always get confused yeah I used to yeah, say Ghibli yeah. but mm. then
2: there was this whole you know yeah. D- yeah. discussion oh, and okay. I'm like I'm gonna have to confirm yeah okay yeah
1: you've heard it from us yeah yeah but our th- friend will says exactly <laughs>
3: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So, like, yeah, they, it's, uh, it treats magic uh, as a kind of normal, everyday occurrence. Mm. <laughs> like, there's no majesty to it. It's just there. Like, I always thought that was kind of interesting. And all the majesty in the film comes from the designs. Like, uh, yeah. not, not from the fact that magic is happening. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, yeah. you can fly and you can kind of grow wings and stuff. Like, that's all just kind of matter of fact. I thought that was fascinating, the way it yeah. kind of handled... The more mystical elements of the plot, it, mm. it just kind of it, it presents a world to you where it's normal. Uh, I thought that was really, really cool, and that, that's I. I might be wrong in thinking this, but I remember Spirit of the Away* having a similar vibe.
2: Yeah, a know. lot of his films do that. Like that's a, that's a great observation. Because I remember when I watched *Kiki's Delivery Service* for the first time, yeah. I remember being amazed at how. Do you have you have you seen? Everything mm-hmm. So the plot, the plot for you who hasn't seen it, yeah. it's this witch, uh, mm-hmm. basically she goes away from her family to kind of like find herself, okay, you yeah, know, like another identity, a bit of a journey, it's a coming, coming of age thing, yeah. and she ends up working with this like, I think it's a bakery, mm, yeah, and she does right. deliveries for them using her magic. Okay, I remember yeah. being amazed at how casually Studio Ghibli films can turn magic into such a like mundane yeah. thing, yeah. yeah, 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 and I was like, it's insane that the whole film is literally just someone working, but it's <laughs> yeah. so fantastical dude, just because <laughs> she's a witch, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I um I remember, yeah, the house moving castle having, you know, yeah, it turned into an old lady now. Yeah, and she's not shocked by that occurrence. She's mm. shocked by her age, but not by the fact that it's happened. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I
0: like that. That's, yeah, yeah, I never thought of it. That. Yeah, cool. great, Yeah, it's interesting to know about Kiki's delivery service actually, because that sort of goes into something else. I sort of want to heap praise on them for is I think we talked about this right at the beginning with our Disney episode. Yes, yeah, you've mentioned it in the past. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, any excuse to sort of rag on Disney, but (laughs) uh, no. But um, (laughs) I think what I really love about that movie in particular is that sort of how subtle that coming-of-age experience is. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, it speaks to experience, the human experience more broadly. And to sort of, like, if we put it against Disney movies, I think, you know... The characters in Disney films, their their desires or their wants and needs, or the things that are going to improve them, are quite big. Mm. They're quite big things, you know. Like, uh, you know, get my voice and become a human instead of a mermaid, and marry some bloke, you know, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. And that's fine. I'm not yeah. saying that's a bad, you know, a bad thing, but I just think, you know, these things are quite seismic, and I really feel like it's influenced a generation of people that. That, that, that sort of life is all about these seismic massive things that are going to yeah. happen to you yeah, and I think yeah. it leaves you quite ill-equipped for the realities that most of the things you learn about people or yourself are quite small mm. yeah. and they sort of build up over time I don't know like, not to get too sort of wanky but no, no. you know that's how I feel like, and I think it took me a long time to realise that as a sort of kid growing up that a lot of the things you realise aren't these huge things and I think yeah. Studio Ghibli does that so well and the growth of Kiki is so minimal but, yeah, it's, literally. But, it's, but it's noticeable enough to know that she's learned from what's happened over yeah. the course of the movie.
2: Yeah, but it's just her getting a job. Yeah. And that's, yeah. You know, and that's what happens in real life, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's that wonderful bit when she delivers bread to the elderly woman and she starts talking about like, mortality and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And it's just like, quite throwaway in the context of the Such plot because yeah. the, the film just feels like almost like a series of like vignettes like all these little mm. meetings with these others well, is a through line but like yeah she meets all these little you know these little individuals have got their own stories and their own memories and their own demons and so their own yeah. wants and needs it all feels normal yeah in a yeah. Way, yeah despite the broom like <laughs> yeah, you said <laughs> yeah magic yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah for sure yeah But i feel like the characterization and i think that's present in all of his movies even with like uh, Princess Mononoke. Mm. you know like there's a sort of like um, coming of age love story in that but again it's not like it's not sort of this operatic smoochy smoochy sort of climax you yeah. know what I mean yeah. Um, yeah I just think that's something that's really commendable and I think it's something that I feel puts Studio Ghibli on the pedestal above mm-hmm. Disney in that regard
2: yeah and I think yes like I'm impressed with Miyazaki because I think he has managed to create an environment where everyone is on the same wave. Yeah. so uh, I remember finding out recently that like Kiki's Delivery Service isn't even by my Miyazaki, but it's from the other. There's like almost another head that's done loads of films for them called Isao Ta- Takahata, and that film it's from him, and oh, it has okay. the, the same style. So yes, ma- they've managed to create sort of this like environment where their priority is to have like a more grounded coming of age story or like identity search but kind of sprinkled yeah, with some yeah. you know fantastical ah. which is very interesting yeah, yeah. H-
1: how's moving castle does it in a sense as well in that um the character's growth is illustrated by her age and i didn't realize it until quite mm. late on in the film but there are moments in the film where she becomes younger and then gets older again. and becomes younger, and it's not like like you say, Danny. It's not like a grand a grand moment when she becomes young again. It's like a gradual change yeah. mm. as this curse kind of gets lifted. And like the way that her character development is illustrated is largely through her sort of physical appearance in mm. with regards to age. But yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't actually think about that. But um, yeah, what you said then, what you guys That's said then, I'm actually, going. yeah.
0: That's funny as well because age is sort of like that anyway. I mean, I know mine mm. sounds silly because. You know, we're in our early 30s and you're your mid to mid late 20s, 20s yeah mid yeah. or not, not late mid mid no
3: no
2: mid to late yeah, yeah I'm okay. almost 27 so I should actually accept it oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry <That's all> right. <laughs> um but no I, you know like obviously it might sound a bit sort of weird coming from us but I notice that now like when I think about my age I don't really think about it that often until yeah. now and again I go oh yeah yeah, yeah true, no. you know like I'm not like yeah like and I guess in this sort of earlier part of your life it seems more noticeable, yeah. I guess mm. I think it probably gets
1: more and more noticeable when you like can't walk or <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, but it I, use the
1: toilet, or, it's, it's you know. not necessarily linear. Or, I mean, I know like time is linear, but the way you perceive your own age probably isn't like you'll probably That's have good true. days and bad days with it, and yeah, so, yeah it's, it's interesting to watch that play out in How's Moving Castle mm. and that, that notion, uh, yes. yeah, yeah, Satoshi Khan.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's, I, like, the opposite of Studio yeah, Ghibli. Yeah, That's how yeah. like you go, you know, they're pretty. I mean, it's still pretty, but, like, it's way darker, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah. I feel like he, him and Miyazaki, I think, I feel like on a similar sort of... I think, obviously, Studio Ghibli is far more prolific.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, obviously, Stoshi Kon's life was cut tragically short. He died at 46? Six, yeah,
3: Yeah, yeah 46, that, yeah. yeah. So,
0: oh, he didn't get to sort of perhaps have that long creative journey that obviously Miyazaki has had and continues to have um but I think his work as you say Jordan it's sort of it's it occupies a different side to what we talked about earlier about anime having this you know obviously being able to tell you know really sort of um expansive very introspective stories but in this case it's more sort of analytical about I guess acts of the human condition yeah psychologically speaking and and how that sort of fuses with culture.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, like Perfect Blue, I mean, for me, is one of just the great films. I think one of the greatest. It's probably my favourite anime. Okay. It's yeah, probably yeah. My favorite, one of my favourite films. I'd probably put it in a top 20, probably. Nice. Right. Oh, so like, yeah. You know, if I had, you know, i the top 20, I'd <laughs> pop it in there. You know, I, I think when I was sort of doing some digging about Con, and I always found in his work that this guy clearly has like a he's clearly really influenced by sort of quite lofty sort of psychological theory. Yeah. You know, like he's really into like like Jungian, like Carl Jung, okay. the idea of like the face, uh, the mask, sorry, um, yeah. and persona and how these things are sort mm. of like the things that you construct in society. Yeah. Or the th- masks that people construct for you, which is like, yeah. or the, the sort of personas people construct for you, which is particularly pertinent in the case of, um, the film that I apparently really like and I've completely forgotten the title of. Perfectly, yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, You know, like, this is someone who is basically subjected to what people think she is. Yeah. And it's across the spectrum from, like, adoring fans to, like, a fucking, like, stalker, Mm -hmm. basically. Right, okay. The stalker is basically, you know, it's, it's the way, it's the extreme end of the scale about how we, like, with celebrities, how, you know, we almost imagine how they are and then when they don't, behave in the way that we want them to that's yeah. when like we get this sort of strong response and of course that's the extreme example the story. but
2: it, do- it does happen because i think i'm not sure if it's true but i remember reading that it was like loosely inspired by some real maybe events or so, like something similar was happening to another idol that kind of people connected the okay. top because that does very much happen in, in like in Japan and Korea especially there is such there's such a strong idol culture mm, where mm. there are these companies that take kids and train them to be a certain type of way and they, they don't only like train them into dance or singing they train them in the way they have to behave mm, that right, basically yeah. you know when they debut they're this like like a fake conf- Mm. of an idea oh
1: yeah
2: okay and that's probably why the fans struggle to like put one and one together yeah and i feel like perfect blue is such a good exploration of that whole thing mm. yeah
0: it's sort of evocative of or sort, sort of reminds me of the way like the old sort of classic hollywood studio system mm. would treat its actors and actresses like yeah you okay, know like yeah. obviously when actors and actresses were contracted to the studio yeah and someone realized that obviously we can make these people famous and then subsequently we can make more money through the films yeah. because if mm. people are invested in the actors and the performers or the artists, then we can, you know, you know if they're interested in them, that's going to be our draw. Yeah, And that meant they had huge control. I think we've talked about this before, but, you know, like changing names, Yeah, you know, getting rid of okay. like, you know, who you are, your background, your culture, your history, who you are as a person, just to make you more palatable for audiences or yeah. what the producers at the time thought. You know, you it was the best sort of yeah. you know, for, for those audiences. It was like stories, classic stories about actors being like forced to marry each other, mm-hmm. and then you yeah. like walk into a house, and the house would be split in two houses. You know what oh, I mean? Man. Like it's all that kind of
1: like really dark, fucked up shit. G- Judy Garland got that, didn't she? Quite yeah,
0: quite oh, yeah. They made, her, they
1: made her smoke and stuff, and they made her like just keep her weight down, and they gave her like. Barbituates and stuff. It was, a, it was an awful st- grisly, grisly grisly stories um, i've not actually seen perfect blue but i my interest is sort of morbidly peaked <laughs>
3: yeah. 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 yeah yeah
0: yeah i mean i think it really captures that i mean it's sort of like it's interesting you talk about that sort of that cultural perspective um
2: mm-hmm. from
0: like japan and korea because it sort of feels like uh, sort of almost a hangover from that period of, of,
2: exactly you know, like yeah it's basically something that happened in america and even though it's probably happening it's more subtle about it while you know it's still very much not subtle in japan and korea but also sometimes i think about it and that shows in perfect blue how growing up that way you're so young it must also like completely change or like mess up the way you perceive yourself Mm. which i think in perfect blue it's a big thing so is in like you know millennial actress in paprika they also deal with you know them having different personas and different views of themselves
0: yeah yeah yeah. which
2: is very interesting i think that was one of the it's surely one of his recurring themes absolutely yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. the the sort of the way yeah that sort of perception and how that perception is not necessarily the way you want to perceive yourself but because it's been you know artifice or a construction that's made for you for sort of marketable reasons
2: exactly. like
0: you don't even know who you are your own person and that obviously impacts your sort of sanity your mental health yeah that's a real reoccurring theme and it's so viscerally explored in in perfect blue i mean Mm -hmm. it's a beautifully animated movie
3: yeah
0: oh yeah and and you were saying before uh, um i'm sort of saying this to remind you i'm not stealing your point but you were saying before um before we started recording about how con uh you know takes animation to the next level
2: oh yeah i remember watching paprika and the thing obviously i've i think it's come across that i just really like animation not just japanese yeah. but in general yeah yeah and it does bother me sometimes that now there is almost this obsession in making animation as realistic as possible mm. and you know people will strive to recreate things in the exact same way as they are in real life and I was like, but why would you use animation for that purpose? And I remember watching Paprika, and there is uh, basically there are, there is these sequences where there is, there is a parade, following and stalking some characters, and each character, each you know element of that parade is completely has a completely different design from the other. Yeah. And I feel like it uses so many colors, so many different designs and so many like just you know it's just it just went crazy with that film. Mm, you know, it's crazy like, I've never seen a film like an animated film just use so many different kinds of of elements to it. Yeah. And yeah, I just I was just really impressed by it.
0: I think yeah, I think there's that sort of that willingness to sort of just push the envelope so yeah. far and I think Khan does that so well and it, I think I think you're right in what you're saying about why would like animators play it safe. Obviously yeah, yeah. If, if if it makes sense sort of thematically for the story they're trying to tell, then fine yeah. of course. But like I think Con understands that like obviously yankers things in very real themes and ideas, but you know, that sort of distortion of reality is so, so such a central theme to his work. Exactly, so yeah. The animation style, and like you say, just sort of going absolutely crazy with it, yeah. balls out of the bath with it, suits so that approach.
2: Yeah.
0: Because these characters, they are sort of losing grip on reality. And his films lose grip on reality, particularly Perfect Blue. You feel mm-hmm. like the narrative and the character, are just the, the reality is just slipping away. And yeah. the audi- as an audience member, you feel the reality slipping away. I feel like that animation, that approach to the animation, essential to that
2: yeah I think. for sure well, like there is um in paprika there is this one scene that really had an impact impact on me basically paprika is like a fake persona that she this character, character called i'm not i'm not sure the name is like chiba or something like that but she uses this persona to help people and there's this scene where paprika's skin almost gets like pulled off and the guy his arm falls into her and this you know, this kind of really visceral uh, <laughs> sort of like manipulation of her skin happens to reveal chip under her. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, of course he would do that. Like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what animation is for, is to yeah. be able to recreate stuff uh, and just fuck with your mind pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. Create your own reality.
1: Yeah, and you, know? yeah, and you can
2: tell yeah. from his use of animation that he really knows how to achieve mm. that like Really disturbing,
0: yeah, 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 in a way that's not showy either. Because I think you know, there's a danger, you it's quite a sort of fine line between sort of being thematically and visually appropriate and just almost looking like you're being over the top, yeah. And I think and I think Con really nails it. Um, yeah, I, I love it, That's
2: great.
0: I also, um, yeah, you mentioned Main name Actress, I watched that for the first time yesterday, yeah. Um, and I really like it too. There's a lot of there's a lot of familiar themes, but it's it's arguably not quite as sort of dark in its presentation. Yeah,
2: it's a bit more it's a bit more linear because it's pretty much about this actress. He she meets this guy when she's really young, and it, throughout the film, he, he she chases him just through in, her entire life. Oh, right. She's a okay. actress, so every film is like a different era of her life. Mm. But that very much blurs the lines because almost in real life. Gets turned into a film multiple times. Oh right, okay, yeah, Yeah, You can never tell if it's a real life (laughs) or if it's the film. Yeah, yeah. So that's very much. I feel like what Perfect Blue came out before that, Mm. and that came out a few years after. And then, but I feel like I could see some of Paprika in there. The whole, you know, deception between reality.
3: Mm,
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah fantasy as well as you know there's there is some comedy that then you find in Tokyo yeah, Godfathers yeah yeah that's yeah.
0: really interesting you say that because I remember thinking with Tokyo Godfathers like oh he actually has like an eye for like genuinely like good comedy exactly. like, funny moments mm. yeah
2: and I thought that's his most normal film uh, right yeah, most yeah. linear by yeah. A
0: mile yeah but I think it's interesting you pick up that idea in many Actress of like each sort of film role representing a different sort of part of this journey yeah there's also this idea about the sort of like going through Japanese sort of film history. Yes. I think if you think like, because from my perspective, obviously like I, I, you know, really like like anime, but for me, like I've really always, since I've got into film properly, Japanese cinema has always been something I've mm. really loved. So obviously, Yukira Kurosawa, mm. Yasuji Irozu, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you know, these yeah, great yeah. filmmakers who made these films and, and what I love so much about Millennium Actresses is that it almost feels like it's sort of using the sort of like uh, visual and sort of thematic nods to each of those sort mm. of filmmakers and those grand films. So there's like the during the war period where the films are a little bit more overtly pro-Japanese, right, yeah. which a lot of the actors of the time started out in. Yeah, And then obviously mm. post-war American occupation, the films obviously a lot more sort of, they're not patriotic it's like Why? filmmakers wrestling with american occupation and the the clash of ideology between east and west mm. the preservation of their culture um and then you've got like the samurai film yeah. bit which is like oh this is just like you know kurosawa um, yeah,
2: it very much feels like a tribute to cinema because there is different genres. Yeah, you, can, you yeah, get her yeah. going to space at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's him just like professing his love for cinema almost. Yeah,
0: that's it. I literally yeah. think that like, the key theme of that film is like people die, but films are forever.
2: Yeah,
3: Do you know delicious. what I mean. Like, yeah, that's because it's very like
0: much. you know, like films are so important as like cultural historical touchstones. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think when people talk to me about movies, that's why I think it's so important about them. It's like preservation of history. It's like yeah. culture and history and Yeah. And and the sort of windows into things that you know that you yeah. can go off and look exactly. into yourself.
2: Yeah, or like the way society behaved in certain yeah. eras. Yeah, so yeah. I always thought of that when people ask why do you like them so much? And I'm like, Because you know there's these small windows mm. into societies and cultures like you said that that we just don't have ways of knowing. Yeah.
0: It's really interesting as well I, I, this is one of those things I thought I was really clever for noticing. And I did some <laughs> research and I was no. like, oh, I'm not that clever. <laughs> but, um, Gone. So when I was watching the film, it reminded me of uh, an actress called Suko Hara. So she was really famous in the sort of pre-post-war period Japanese cinema. But she's most famous for her work with Ozu. She did work like uh, oh. Tokyo Story. Right, yeah, yeah. And the Nariko Trilogy. So she's like this iconic character and then when Ozu died and I think in 1963 mm. she went into exile and didn't even like no interviews nothing and she even admitted she wasn't even that into acting uh, just right. a way of like oh, wow. earning money for a family Oh wow! Okay. I think it's hilarious because yeah. she's so fucking brilliant in all these films mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like like she's like honestly like she's just like as a actress in particularly sort of uh, the Ozu films or certainly in the Noriko tr- trilogy which is her character um She's just a fucking ray of sunshine in those movies. And to think that she's actually not that bothered about acting is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she just went into exile never spoke to anyone. And she, I think she died in like 2017 or something. Oh, so she man. had like a 50-year oh, wow. exile. Wow. wow. Um, and I was like, ooh, mm. this reminds me of that. Oh, yeah. i clever. And then I a cursory look. I always start my research on Wikipedia. Typed in Millennium <laughs> Actress. It came up. It was con acknowledging her it's like loosely based on her so it's one of those things i thought uh, i was clever and i was like oh i'm not clever i'm just a fucking (laughs) idiot for thinking i was clever (laughs) but and that shows again that con has a real cultural and sensibility a sort of a broader knowledge of his you know of cinema yeah it sounds like a silly thing to say given you know this you know this guy's obviously a huge part of that culture and why wouldn't he be into those things as well of course yeah (laughs) um but yeah, no, I just thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. Slightly embarrassing for me. No, mate. No, 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 cool. no, It's good, it's it's good, good that me, you so. noticed.
2: I, I had no idea. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, there you go. yeah no, no. That's,
0: That's quite cool. Yeah. Does anyone have any other sort of anime films away from them that they, they, they would like to mention?
2: Yes. I've recently watched one called Mind Game, which is from Yuasa. And that was... The f- you know when I said that Satoshi Kon was the guy that used an- animation to its fullest? Yeah, yeah. Mm. That was the, my second time watching a film and being like, this guy, <laughs> freaking... Maybe it's not... I don't think he's as, like, elegant in it. I think maybe he's also a bit clumsy, but it was his debut film. But, like, this film doesn't just, like, use different colors and stuff. It literally uses like an endless amount of techniques uh, because you've got, you've got 2D animation, 3D animation. You've got like some, uh, I, I'm not sure what the actual name is, but it's like when you photograph someone's face and then you put it on like an animated body.
0: Rotoscoping?
2: Oh, not that... quite. There is some rotoscoping, uh, but also That's like- as far as my uh, anima-
0: my
1: animation
0: there some, goes. There is also
2: some rotoscoping, but it's also like this it's... very uncanny
1: yeah, it's like you're reprojecting
2: yeah something performance like that onto
1: a 3D model. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's called photogrammetry.
2: Yeah, something exactly. along
1: those lines. But
2: you've got yeah, you've yeah. got that. You've got like silhouette, some silhouette animation going yeah. on and stuff like that. But he literally, and the film itself, the way I describe I describe it to friends, is basically it's the most flamboyant way of saying yolo. YOLO. <laughs> this film is about sort of like just going with the Seize the day, right? Yeah, 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 like stop, you know, stop worrying about stuff. Yeah. Chill, you know, do your thing. Yeah. And it does it in the most fun way. Yeah. Which you know, I feel like everyone should watch this film, and it's probably not everyone's cup of tea because it is like really like quirky. Uh,
1: but but it sounds to me like he, you know, the, 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 the filmmakers are using the the camera is like a paintbrush, right? It's like a blank yeah. canvas and this yeah. is like and the the reference isn't reality. Um, yeah. it's it's whatever you make and that's like the wonderful thing about animation is that you it can be whatever you want it to be. It can be not derived from real life reference. It could be mm-hmm. derived from the strange goings yeah. on in your own mind. And it's an expression of that and that's that's fantastic. Yeah. And also the YOLO the YOLO thing's interesting because an awful lot of films have that message in some mm. form or another. I think it's about the way they that you can present that to people, and yeah. if, if you can make it feel genuine, like perfect, yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter that it's been told to you six or seven times in in the like in previous cinema outings. Like if it feels unique at the time, that's like really commendable. So. Oh, for um sure. Remind me of the title again? Uh, sort of?
2: Mind game. Mind game, okay, nice.
1: Yeah. I could have just went gone back and listened to that again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's good to
2: it's good to ask. But yeah. no, I really like the way you dis- you described it, like it's like a blank canvas. Yeah. And yeah. it really just, you know, threw a bunch of stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's really good. Yeah. So that would be my recommendation of the day.
1: Oh nice. And uh I, I've I also watched Ghost in the Shell. Based oh. on, I mean, which oh. is you know, Masterface. the classic, and uh, you know that Scarlett Johansson <laughs> one, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the
2: masterpiece. The other one is yeah. Yeah. just near yeah. Bush. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do,
1: I do want to mention that one in the context of the original. Night, it's ninety five, I think it yeah. came out. Um, because I, uh, I watched it not expecting to love it, based on what I was saying earlier. I loved it. I it was great. Thought it was really, really, mm-hmm. really dark, really gritty. Yeah. The story was kind of confusing enough for me to actually get invested and in like okay I really need to <clears> listen, <throat> listen here uh, bought on Amazon doesn't come with a subtitled version so I had the to watch so, the dub so, so, for that. For that. Yeah. so annoyed so, I was literally seething I was like yeah this isn't what the filmmakers intended dying. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they all had American accents and it was it was uh, oh, tough God. tough. But visually it won me over anyway and yeah, I, I you really still
2: enjoyed it. it. You managed to enjoy it. So
1: completely which, yeah. yeah yeah. And I was baffled by how how much the Matrix ripped it ripped it off? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I think they admit wow. they admitted that they were like Ghost in the Shell was like our main inspiration. Yeah, you
1: can <laughs> really tell. Like it's so down obvious. to the down to the design of the way that humans get plugged in to the mm-hmm. like the eggs. Mm. And stuff. Oh my god! Um, I still love the Matrix. I like didn't mar my appreciation of that film. And they are like you say, they are very forthcoming about how they were influenced by anime and yeah. manga and things like that. Um I I thought it was oddly I mean kind of going against what you were saying about you know the animation being a flourish of someone's mind this mm-hmm. one was actually quite restrained I thought like yeah. I thought the main reason why it was animated was to portray the a futuristic world but if you watch it like a lot of the the way I, I hesitate to use the word camera but the frame, is, the frame is like ground level mm-hmm. pretty much all of the time. And I watched a video about the remake and how they, they left that bit out and they had all these swooping shots of this sort of um, steampunky futuristic techno mm-hmm. city. And it's all... <laughs> <laughs> I just realised this is audio. But you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and, uh, and, it, and that's part of the reason why uh, it didn't work as a, a sort of live action remake was because it ignored that ground yeah. level... Uh, sort of real or not real world but the, the sort of yeah as an exercise in restraint i thought like. yeah. Mm, oh, yeah that's yeah.
2: interesting yeah, yeah 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 find yeah, you no, you're actually yeah you're actually right yeah there is it's way more realistic in its depiction of mm. the way people look and mm. the way the environment looks but i did find i find those eyes Yes. Really, like disturbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, maybe rather than like going crazy, it was really specific about the design.
1: Yeah, of
2: people's like appearance.
1: They're like sort of. Ob- this, mm-hmm.
2: Kinda, you know. She doesn't. Those eyes make her look uncanny. Yeah. And considering yeah. what she is, like, she's the only non-human. Yeah. Character. Mm. I was like, that kinda makes sense. But yeah, no, it is an interesting observation that you make.
1: I feel like the the sort of more dreamlike aspects of the film when they did happen they really popped like yeah. the bit where she's diving it, yeah. that's it kind of goes a bit dreamlike and surreal and they really stood out to me as mm-hmm. like exemplary scenes or the bit at the end with that big tank um yeah. in the in the kind of a band that's very blade runner i thought that whole ending was like incredibly blade very runner i don't know how inspired it, yeah. it by mm-hmm. it was but like um yeah it just meant that like for the majority of the film is still still a heightened reality yeah. but then you get these dreamlike sequences um which which just pop yeah massively. do, do yeah.
2: you reckon maybe also like an intentional thing to th- limit so. to be more restrained in other parts and then yeah, yeah. i
1: i do think maybe i mean i can't I, I, haven't done enough research to know if that's yeah. true or not but yeah, yeah the way fun. it's animated like it you know the camera's always ground level mm. like moving with things like boats or just there's that big montage in the middle where it's just people walking yeah. about yeah that's the like, thing yeah. i was
2: reading on uh, up on that yeah just yesterday and apparently that's a thing he has in almost all his films uh, okay. it just has like a montage just a moment The to... same composer, uses the same composer right? and yeah, just shows yeah. off, maybe just like showing off a bit. Yeah. yeah,
1: it turns into like Ko-Anna's for about five minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Like yeah, an animated yeah. version. Yeah. I loved it. I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed Ghost mm-hmm. in the Shell. Um, it just yeah. sort of, it's, an, it's sort of
0: like how cyclical the sort of, like the influence sci-fi has on itself. isn't Yes. It? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right that Blade Runner clearly was a touchstone
1: for, mm. you know, yeah.
0: Ghost in the Shell, but Ghost in the Shell has just gone on to like infants so much. It's such a fucking iconic movie. Yeah, yeah. the same way like Akira, like you just think,
2: yeah, that's sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. design
0: work and the sort of and and the themes, and you just think, fucking hell, like that is like everything about that movie is so beautifully designed. Yeah, Yeah. like the best sci-fi films are like Mm. I put those films at the same level, perhaps not personally, but in terms of design yeah mm-hmm. with Alien or 2001 yeah yeah. I mean, yeah. Like mm. movies that really understand the sort of intricacies of building that sci-fi landscape yeah and how important that is to the themes and ideas of the films yeah yeah, yeah fucking great such a good film I've not seen it in ages don't I get f- it on Amazon
1: no I don't <laughs> I think I have it on DVD I might yeah, have to upgrade yeah yeah,
0: yeah, nice, yeah
2: got on it the Japanese so
0: yeah ah, yeah yeah nice lovely nice, nice. Yeah. right I'm going to end with before we go for the outro yeah what film would you pick to convince someone that isn't isn't into anime to try and win them over and
1: why
2: oh what a question
1: yeah that's a good question i'll let you do you want to go
3: first uh,
2: no i mean i feel like the obvious will be studio ghibli yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but like if I, uh, I have such specific like i'm someone that likes really weird looking animation So I'm probably the worst person to ask (laughs) this question. Like, obviously, I would say man game, but I know that's not going to sell anyone on (laughs) anime. But yeah, it it will probably be something from Studio Ghibli or like recently there was this film that really is called The First Slam Dunk, which is like it is a CGI anime. But I think it's really it's so well done and it's about basketball. It's like this, you know, this team and it just follows them through their backstories in this one match, which I feel like the sports would, you know, make it more accessible. Uh, okay, yeah, the window yeah. in, right? For for people, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dai, yeah, but if not, it would probably be like Studio Ghibli. And it would be, I mean, other than the popular ones, I thought when Marnie was there. Was a bit less fantastical, and it really dealt with like I'm not gonna spoil it, but it dealt with really closely with a f- specific family family dynamic, mm. like between two, you know, like you know, father and daughter type yeah, thing. I'm not yeah. gonna say this is mm-hmm. a spoiler, but I'm not gonna say specifically. <laughs> but I feel like that would probably be very relatable uh, for people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works. Hell yeah! No, no. (laughs) just for the title. Yeah, Yeah. no. Um, (laughs) What title? I love the titles. I can't believe that's a real title. Um, No, I'd have to say. I mean, based on my very limited exposure to anime, it's got to be Ghost in the Shell because Mm. I could basically just say, Do you like The Matrix? Do you like Blade Runner? Well, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You know, there we go. This is an animated that's actually, film. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. It, This is this is an influence on this film and has been influenced by this film. Like it's an in between, and it's only ninety minutes. Like, give it a go, and uh, yeah, you won't, probably won't be disappointed. I imagine. No, probably yeah.
0: Oh, it works. Okay. Anime's favour, doesn't it? Actually, the shorter runtime. I think so. Yes. You can, you know, you can oh, squeeze it honestly. in. Honestly, yeah. especially yeah. In
2: nowadays, it's like yeah. insane huh, how
0: yeah, yeah, long yeah. films have become. Yep. Um, I don't know what, what I pick. Yeah. Not, I, I asked the question without even thinking. What <laughs> yeah. I pick? I think you're probably right, John. I'd probably go for a Ghibli film. And This is assuming they haven't seen a Ghibli film. Okay. Um, I'm mm. saying that to get away with the fact I don't know enough about animated. <laughs> my suggestion. Um, I would probably go for Wind Rises actually.
1: Okay, nice. Okay, okay. because it's like historical. There's a mm. romance.
0: Nice, and there's a you know the sort of moral battle with the character is sort of very. The central character is very lofty and and very sort of. It's a timeless theme, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I go for that.
1: Right, so on my list, right? Wind Rises and Mind Games. There yeah, you go. There you I'm to watch both of those, and uh, yeah because they sound really great yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they're really yeah.
3: nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> right outro outro Woo-hoo!
0: there we have it then yes another episode in the bag yeah, yeah. thank you so much for coming on Jordana
2: no problem it was my pleasure oh yeah, yeah honestly
0: pleasure is ours yeah. it's been a, it's really good it's been a long time coming but it's absolutely mm. worth the wait mm. there it was yeah really yeah. enjoyed that next week mm. past lives yes a film that Both me and Jordana have seen have already spoken about quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's going to be right up your
1: alley. Yeah, it looks... I mean, I've seen... I I saw a trailer for it. I think probably at the watershed, actually, a while back. Mm. uh, Or maybe elsewhere. But... um and based on what you guys were saying about it, it does sound like a film I'm going to really uh, sink my teeth into and enjoy so yeah, yeah hopefully it's, yeah.
0: It's, a, it's, it's a special movie I think mm-hmm. uh, a movie that really because initially I was a bit sort of lukewarm to it but as the film went on I was fucking hell and by the end and it's still sort of something I'm thinking about almost constantly
2: yeah it kind of lingers with you I found but it's not it's not like it's not just straight up sad there's no. like a kind of heaviness that left was left after that was like i couldn't quite pinpoint oh, nice. what it was
1: okay. you know yeah yeah i do love films that linger with you especially in the sort of sense of the sort of romantic films mm-hmm. uh, they they do tend have a tendency to s- sweep me off my feet a little bit i'm thinking films like call me by your name uh that like i think about that film to this day i've, I've only seen it once <laughs> uh, i like yeah i it really lingers with me so yeah look, very much looking forward to it
0: yeah, yeah. nice All Right. See you then for that one. But in the meantime, enjoy this one. And uh, goodbye.
1: Goodbye.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.